It's about to start as well at Croke Park between Kilkenny and Limerick in the All-Ireland Hurling Championship semi-final. Coming up on the show, reaction from the Cork ladies after their narrow loss to Armagh in a cracker. Going to talk to Cork under-20 footballers. They take on Tyrone tomorrow in the All-Ireland semi-final. Going to hear from the minor footballers as well as they face uh, Monaghan. Going to preview Cork City versus Shamrock Rovers. And we're going to hear from the Cork under-20 hurlers after their game during the week. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. literally just about to be thrown in at Crow Park this is going to be an absolute belter between two sides we asked on Twitter a short time ago we put up a poll to see uh, who you thought was going to win and it's fairly unanimous uh, in fact 77% of respondents have pipped the All-Ireland champions uh, to beat the Cats the Cats looking for their first All-Ireland final since 2016 but it's looking like people think Limerick are going to be too strong for Brian Cody's side uh, this evening. We'll keep you posted on that one across the course of the next hour. All right, as I mentioned, the Cork ladies are losing out in that thrilling game today by just a single point. Colin Duffy was watching it for us. Cork senior ladies footballers are safely through to the TG Cahar All-Ireland quarterfinals next weekend. Despite a loss in the final group game this afternoon at Bordnemono O'Connor Park in Tullamore to Armagh as Armagh finished one point winners in the end on a 4-9 to 3-11 scoreline. Armagh opened up a 10-point lead twice in the second half and although Cork held them scoreless in the closing 13 minutes, they fell short in the end as the Orchard County claimed a deserved win. At half-time, Cork led 1-5 to 4 points. The opening goal for them coming through Ronan Ivukala, Derno Sullivan, Orla Finn and Kiro Sullivan also on target in that opening half. Armagh levelled at 1-6 apiece seven and a half minutes after the restart. Their first goal coming at that stage through midfielder Caroline O'Hanlon who put in an excellent display throughout for the Orchard County. It came in a spell where Armagh scored 1-4 without reply to push 2-7 to 1-6 in front ten minutes into the second half. Armagh's third goal came 14 minutes in from centre-half forward Kelly Mallon and as they continue to press hard and Cork finding it very hard at the back Armagh found their fourth goal with 13 minutes remaining on the countdown clock through Maraid Waters Cork to their credit showed their experience late on and pressed hard for scores Maura O'Callaghan and Lippy Coppinger getting back to back goals to leave it 4-9 to 3-8 with 10 minutes left on the clock Cork continued to eat into Armagh's lead Orla Finn and Eimear Scally and also Dierno Sullivan claiming points in the closing stages but in the end Armagh had done enough to hold out for the slenderest of victories it finished Armagh 4-9 Cork 3-11 Colleen Duffy for Red FM Sport in Tullamore A reaction on that game coming up in just a little bit Kilkenny have taken an early lead uh, this afternoon with uh, TJ Reid uh, putting the ball over the bar uh, for their opening score so it's Kilkenny a point Limerick no score uh, is how it stands after two minutes of play alright elsewhere today the minor game between those uh, two counties ended in a big victory for Kilkenny today Maura Trasny Callags at Crook Park full time Kilkenny 2.24 Limerick 18 points Kilkenny's goal scoring proved to be the difference in this game the first coming in the opening minute when Timmy Clifford cut through Limerick's defence and passes Schlitter definitely to Jack Doyle who powered home a goal the second came shortly into the second half Kilkenny had just hopped into the driving seat but the goal from Billy Drennan really stretched their legs until that point Limerick looked to be well in it but as it turns out the famous third quarter Kilkenny comeback is a true for minors as it is for seniors full time Kilkenny 2.24 Limerick 18 points and Kilkenny have just added a second in the senior game so they lead by a two points to no score after two and a half minutes TJ Reid with a second free of the game there today elsewhere as I mentioned the Red FM Division 1 Hurling League final taking place today Sarah's going up against Black Rock that's a quarter two a part for double header between uh, Ken Marcher and St Finbars in the Rushton Park Hotel Division 1 Football League final which is uh, just getting underway uh, as we speak down in Porky Room. We'll keep you updated on that one. In fact, uh, it's uh, Kilimart leading by two points to one after two minutes. Elsewhere, one game in the Premier Under-21 Hurling Championship tonight. Chandram facing Bishopstown at 7 o'clock in Mallow. 
Don Conway has been uh, re-elected as the president of the Football Association of Ireland of Road Hell at the AGM today, uh, where he was... Uh, running on a post 65 robes at the centre of controversial comments by Sports Minister Shane Ross will hold the position until next year however he says he has no intention of being involved at board level beyond that now Jimmy Moore was there today the FAI AGM has just concluded here at the Knightsbrook Hotel in trim in the last hour or so Donald Conway has been re-elected as president up until the AGM of next year 2020 134 votes for, 5 votes against and 1 abstention. He hopes to no longer chair the board after September, though one of the four new independent directors will take up that role. The Vice President Noel Fitzroy, faced with no alternative but to withdraw from the race to be the Vice President moving forward. So the new FAI Vice President is Paul Cook. He beat Jerry McEnany by 80 votes to 57. There were two spoiled votes as well. Cook described himself as the best qualified, honest, straight talking, not afraid to ask hard questions. He's also a chartered accountant and he wants to be a strong financial voice on the board. Yeah, so Conway elected uh, earlier on today at uh, the AGM. Uh, thanks to uh, Jim Moore there for that report. Elsewhere today in the SSCR Tristy League Premier Division, uh, ahead of their midweek trip to Azerbaijan, it's back to domestic matters uh, for leaders Dundalk today. They are taking on same paths, but it's a scoreless there to 35 minutes in intercourse like Rovers and Bowes as an 8 o'clock kick-off tonight. Just to mention as well, uh, Munster's new league chairman John Finnegan has been appointed to the FAI's interim board. So congratulations to John. We wish him the very, very best of luck indeed. I kind of just added a third point uh, there now. Uh, Walter Welsh with the point. So after uh, three minutes, they lead the All-Ireland Champions. After five minutes, I should say, they lead the All-Ireland Champions by three points to no score. Real Madrid boss Nadine Zidane appears to have softened his stance on the future of Gareth Bale. Welshman has been linked with a move to China after his manager publicly stated he wanted the winger to leave the club. But uh, speaking after a 7-3 defeat to rivals at Letigo today, Zidane wasn't as adamant. Bale will be going. We don't know. We don't know. Right now he's here. He's just played and we'll see what happens. But at this moment, things continue as they are. Gareth is with us. I was talking him getting a million quid uh, a week to go and play in uh, China which would be absolutely uh, sensational sensational uh, amount of money but um, Zinedine Zidane's there is basically saying that uh, his future isn't uh, at the club anyway isn't uh, certain yet Ireland cricket captain William Portfield says their test defeat to England at Lords was a missed opportunity they were set a winning target of 182 for a famous win yesterday but were dismissed for just 38 Afterwards, Porterville revealed the mood in the dressing room. It is that feeling of a missed opportunity. The lads are pretty good at it. But I think that's just testament to how we played in terms of putting ourselves into that position. You analyse any game of cricket and come up with areas where you could have done better. And look, I think that is the first innings for ourselves. Darren Clark is two shots off the pace at the senior open. He's two over four today after 13 holes. And in a tie for fourth on two under par, the American Woody Austin leads at four under. Paul McNulty finished two over Paul McGinley's in the clubhouse on four over par Roy McIlroy meanwhile starting four shots off the pace on day three of the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational he's uh, just uh, buried the par four first leader Matthew Fitzpatrick's on nine under par he gets underway in the next hour Enable has won her ninth group one victory in the King George VI and Queen Elizabeth Stakes Frankie de Tory rode the winner. It was the feature at Ascot today. Egan Bernal is set to win the Tour de France title. He retained the lead of the general classification ahead of tomorrow's final processional stage through Paris. Olympic runner Thomas Barr is not expected to compete to regain his national 400 metre hurdles title. The Waterford sprinters believe to have pulled out of the National Athletics Championships due to a calf injury. He had been going for the title for the ninth time in a row. And Lewis Hamilton will start tomorrow's German Grand Prix on pole position. Max Verstappen will be alongside him in the front row alright back to uh, Croke Park with uh, just about 8 minutes on the clock it is uh, Kilkenny Hoodie uh, by 4 points to 1 and that's how things stand at uh, Croke Park at Mum TJ Reid getting his third point of the game with a sideline cut absolutely fantastic stuff from TJ Reid alright uh, we're going to get a reaction from the Cork ladies uh, they were beaten as we heard uh, by Armagh today 4-9 to 3-11 in the TG Car All Ireland Ladies Football Championship. This is Cork Boss Eve Fitzgerald. Your immediate thoughts? We didn't perform. Fair play to our mad. They were they were at it today, and um, I think deserved a victory. To be honest about it, so uh, disappointing. But look, we have to pick it up now. We know who our opponents are next week, um, and we'll go again. Yeah, as you said, it's another Tyrone next week. Another Northern team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's regardless of who we're playing, regardless of where they're from, you know, we're you know we 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 look to perform, but. Um, you know, I think today we we just didn't seem to be 
we didn't seem to be at it but that's it's a good learning experience for us and at the end of the day we're still in the competition so we're, we can look forward to next week and we have a lot of things to work on obviously but um, we can look to, look forward to next week and, 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 and give it a shot against I think Tyrone and Burr next week at some stage so. 10 points down twice in the second half but you fought well in those closing stages I mean that's the characters what they never give up regardless no they don't no there's great characters no disputing that um, you know it's just hard to put your finger on it really maybe the fact that we were qualified you know you know, we weren't at the pitch with Nama to be fair to them I think they're qualified now out of that so to be fair to them I think they they, they were really at it so you know small margins if we got to go in the first half maybe there would have been different but you know we've no complaints we you know we lost to a to a better team and on, on the day and um, and as I say it's a, it's a good learning experience for us you know we've learned a lot today we've you know we changed the team I suppose around quite a bit today as well and we, we picked up a few injuries so all in all a good learning process for us and as I say you know we'll go into next week we'll put this behind us we'll go into next week um, full of confidence because I think that's the first game we've lost in 11 or 12 yeah matches so um, but it is what it is now so we'll just go in and we'll, I think we topped the group did we we did so so yeah, yeah. okay so obviously obviously during the start of the day first, first time in a while and uh, yeah. if you did finish I think with maybe five points at the end it seemed to be a sharp yeah. and seems to be getting that bit better now yeah yeah well that's, our, that's during the first game for for a long, long time. So I think she needs matches. To be honest about it, you know, she just needs that game time. Um, that was nice to give some of the girls, to, you know, some of the panel today. You know, we pride ourselves in having a good panel, and it was the most pleasing aspect of it is the way the game finished. You know, Libby had a half a chance there to finish, maybe to to, to snatch it for us. But all in all, we, you know, we can't complain. We we, we gave it a good shot to finish, but we just came up that little bit short. So if you maybe from from car point of view, like seven goals in the last two matches, something that you wouldn't be known for conceding goals to that level? No, no, and that's it's obviously. I mean, every time you concede a goal, that's a worry. But that's something we need to address and we need to look at during the week. Um, um, but like defending is a collective thing, and I think today, you know, the you know, I think to be fair to Carolina Hanlon, she should have been came down the middle of the field. She ran at us and ran at us, and um, you know, they created a lot of goal scoring chances. But we, I suppose, we turned over a fair bit of ball as well ourselves. Which didn't help um, but all in all um, you know it, it, sometimes you have days where you just you can't explain you know performances and that and today hopefully today was one of those but you know and that's not taken away from MMR's performance because I think they, they, they were quite good to be fair they were well set up defensively and, and they broke at pace and you know and did cause us trouble so um, so like we know we have no divine right to win any game um, but the, the, like if we can take a plus all of it is the, I suppose is the way we finished and the, the amount of characters you said the girls showed there towards the finishing probably could have snatched a draw in the finish of it yeah let's see for Cheryl there Cork boss speaking after their loss to Armagh today 4-9 to 3-11 was how it finished if he's certainly taking the positives out of what was a, a very very entertaining game today in the TG Cahar All-Ireland Ladies Football Championship we watched it uh, on YouTube here in the office they streamed it uh, online it was a fantastic game uh, two good sides going at it and uh, as Evie said they'll take the learnings from that and they'll uh, go on and uh, take the positives from that game today and there certainly were a number of positives particularly the way Cork uh, or Cork finished uh, really getting back and rallying back and as Evie said they could have snatched it right at the end but just fell that little bit short alright um, it's 11 minutes on the clock at Croke Park and uh, Kilkenny has started like a train they are leading Limerick by 6 points to 2 in the All-Ireland semi-final and uh, the latest score uh, from the uh, Rushton Park Hotel Division 1 Football League final is uh, the Barras leading Kilimartra uh, four points to two uh, 11 minutes on the clock there as well now the Cork under 20 footballers are taking on uh, Tyrone in the air grid All-Ireland semi-final tomorrow in Tullamore it's part of a double header with the uh, Cork Miners taking on Monaghan in the All-Ireland quarter-final at 4pm Kieran's been speaking with under 20 selector Michal O'Cronin Absolutely, you know, I suppose any day that you're competing here in All-Ireland semi-final, it's always something to look forward to, you know. Um, we know the test that's in front of us, but uh, yeah, it brings in good fettle and, and really looking forward to the, to the game. Uh, the morale must be uh, fantastic in the, the camp, Michal, after that win over Kerry. Yeah, we've had a good camp all year, to be fair. There's great work put in uh, from, from back in the start of February, into January, start of February by everybody. And I suppose it's all building up then to, to, to the championship in July. And, you know, you get off the ground running there against Waterford, and that's always one that you just want to want to get over the line on. And, um, yeah, then into into Kerry. And, you know, it was a very, very good performance. I have to be very happy with that performance last week. Um, always scope for improvement. You know, we're looking to try and, and build on that. But, uh, yeah, certainly that's taken a lot of confidence from it. And um, looking forward to know to maybe... Build on that again now on Sunday. Um, 
some people would say he totally controlled uh, that game against Kerry was uh, almost a perfect performance. Was there there things that you can improve on going into the Tyrone game? Oh, there's plenty to improve on. I think there's, I suppose, is there ever such thing as a, as a perfect performance? And those words themselves can be very, um, you know, worrying because you know you don't want to, players to fall into a lull to think mm-hmm. they've done it all. We've looked at this as a journey of kind of four games. Uh, we're two two games through the journey, and you know, certainly, you know, the games get tougher as you go through it, and. Um, you know, Kerry, I think we started off very well, got into a, a lead, but, you know, we, we kind of fell into a lull period and, you know, come up to half time there, we were only three points up after being well on top of the game, you know, and, you know, that's worrying because momentum can shift very, very quickly. And, uh, you know, I think we got back onto it in the second half and it was very, very encouraging then to, to close out the game very, very strongly with a couple of goals, maybe that maybe put the scoreline maybe a little bit more in our favour than it maybe was deserved in the night, but, uh, Certainly, we'll take it, and you know it's always good to get a few goals as well, and good for lads um, in terms of driving forward. And you know, Tyrone put four past Derry there in the Ulster final, a very, very impressive performance. So we know the task that's in front of us there uh, up until the morning Sunday. Yeah, well, the whole team, I think uh, everyone would agree, played well. But and you don't want to be picking out fellas. But Colomani was shooting uh, from all angles, as is Mark Cronin. Uh, I think he got five points. Um, they were just. It was fantastic to watch. Even you know, everyone delighted Cork beating Kerry, especially in a Munster final and all that. But it was just the the positivity around the performance. I think uh, struck a chord with a lot of people. Yeah, I think. Look, there's, look, there's been a lot of talk about Cork football over the last number of years. There's plenty of footballers in Cork, and it's just getting them through and getting them, you know, developing their confidence and working with them and, and entrusting them on the pitch that they can go out and and perform. You know, there's no restrictions on them. Go and go and play the football, and I suppose we're trying to work with them and then to improve the skills that they can execute that at, at a high tempo in Championship football. That's really the essence test, isn't it? When you're trying to develop young fellas coming through, and I suppose when you talk about Carlo Manny, the Mark Cronin's, you know, we look at it as a team and a panel effort, and they're definitely only as good as the ball that's going into them uh, you know so you've got to you've got to have a good walk done outside put the pressure on the middle eight defend very very tightly and then move the ball quickly up the pitch when you when you have possession and I think when we can do that the boys inside can certainly benefit from it uh, Damien Gore and the other corner they're very very impressive also but as I said they're only as good as the ball getting in there so if we can move a quick uh, control the tempo and then dictate it that's what we try and do in games and then hopefully feed our, feed our forwards who will hopefully put the, the scores on the board at the end yeah, um, you mentioned uh, obviously Tyrone will be a formidable task. They beat uh, the Holders Derry four thirteen to one ten. Even though they they got off to a probably a poor start, but they they came uh, through in the end and a big scoreline. Um, Tyrone were down watching the Cork Kerry game. I presume uh, Keith didn't make a mid Corkman drive all the way up to the north to watch uh, Tyrone and Derry. But uh, do you know much about them? I suppose, look, you, you know what you're going to get with Tyrone, you're going to get a real honest, hard battle. You know, I suppose the senior footballers are out against them there last weekend and, you know, put up a very, very good battle for a, a good portion of the game. Maybe just for another bit of a steam in that, but they've, you know, they've been making strides in that and Tyrone are well seasoned in that. They've, you know, good structures in place. They're, they're well developed and they've some really, very, always have very, very good footballers coming through. So it's no surprise to us. I suppose, uh, young Canavan got the headlines. Peter Sonnet, maybe mm. he's under the limelight and on, on, on the back of his father, but they've a lot of very very good players around them we used to be we're very very wary of that very strong on the middle you know defensively well structured and you know probably kick 413 I think or something in the Ulster final which is is superb kicking as well so we're we're well aware of their strengths and uh, we know the test that they'll put up to us on Sunday and we know that we'll we've focus on ourselves you know we've always done that all throughout the year you know we have to focus on our performance and be aware of where they're where their game is and how they're at it and, and try and, and, and walk at, at um, picking it off as this weekend. Yeah, Cork had, I think it was seven scores against Kerry. Tyrone, uh, I suppose close enough to that, but their their subs uh, were strong when they come on. Michael Conroy coming off the bench, I think he scored three points, one of those being a free. Um, like even the, the, the subs will have to be uh, marked uh, or guarded uh, tightly when when they come on because they can obviously uh, put on some damage as well. Oh, 100%. Look, it's, I suppose, it, the, the modern game is, is nearly the 21-man game on any given day now anyway. You know, you go out and you walk your socks off and if you have no more to give, we'll, we'll change it around and we'll freshen it up coming into the, the end and the middle you nearly finish with your stronger team. You know, it's not, it's that you have a good balanced squad is probably the key. So, you know, we'd like to think that we have it and we, we had impact subs last uh, Thursday night against Kerry, uh, which is great and very, very important. And we'll hopefully have that again on Sunday. And we're also where Tyrone have it as well. And we're very, very well aware of that. You know, they've a, uh, 
as I said, they have good structures up there, they have good players coming through the system up there and we, you know, we'd be I suppose the 15 at the, on the pitch at any one time that we'd be focused on and uh, try and be as tight and, and and put pressure on them when they have position and then try and move it quickly when we when we invariably get position at some stage. Yeah, and they, they proved against Derry you have to be on your toes at all times and that includes uh, coming out into the second half I think they, they got a, their third goal after about 15 seconds or something like that in the second half um, Joe Ogo's getting it so you really have to be on your toes for the, for the whole game there's no uh, sleeping period I suppose no, it does not. And no, and you know, you have to drive on every game. You just have to focus on what's in front of you, play what's in front of you, and and stay focused for that sixty, sixty-five, seventy minutes or whatever it takes. And you know, nothing comes easy. The further you go in these competitions, invariably the tougher they get because the stronger teams are are coming through. So I know what you're getting is four provincial champions together. There's no back door, um, back to the old style system, knockout football, and you know it's really where where players can really, really develop under a bit of pressure in the environment and really show off their their skills. But you know that part of those skills is concentration and and focus and attention to detail. And uh, you know we'd be looking to try and and said hold what we did well against Kerry and also build on the parts where we maybe find that we can make some improvements. Yeah, do you have any injuries, niggles going into the game? No, we're pretty, we're pretty okay. I suppose we still have Logan O'Hanlon missed out in the Kerry game uh, with an ankle injury. He's uh, he's touching go now. He's, he's showing signs of being okay. So we're, um, we're 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 pushing in there, and you know everything everything seems to come through pretty much okay. And you know we'll we'll certainly be making no excuses in that front anyway. That you know we'll we've a very very strong squad. We've done a lot of work together. So whoever is there and whoever is on the pitch at any one time, we'd have uh, full confidence on. Yeah, and look, last to me, I know you're you're only concentrated on this game against Tyrone, but it would mean an awful lot, I suppose, to the Cork public to to get back into an All Ireland football final because, as you mentioned, Cork football maybe the, the talk uh, over the last few years of not going where it should be, um, it certainly is at the moment. But uh, getting to an All Ireland final, if get to get over Tyrone, would be a huge, huge step. Actually, there's no doubt about it. Look, all Ireland's are they're hard won, uh, hard to hard to get to them and hard to win. And you know, we we'll got to Tullamore Sunday. We're playing at four o'clock, and the miners run after us at six o'clock and a quarter final against Monaghan. And you know, the very best to look to them also. And that's that's brilliant. You know, two teams, Cork and the Super Eight. You know, so a lot of a very very things. Momentum can swing very very quickly, and I think we've seen that in the last number of weeks. You know, we'll try and do our part in in bringing through future Cork footballers through the under twenties, and the miners are doing the same. And you know, they're like things we're hoping in good enough hands and we'll, we'll, we'll do the best for the players and, and try and play, create the platform for them to go on and develop into, into senior inter-county footballers and you know if we can go along and challenge for All-Ireland and win All-Ireland this year along the way well and good um, Sunday's our, our, our focus and our test and we have to get over that uh, challenge before we can even think of that Yeah and just lastly Michal actually you mentioned the minors are up there as well before yourselves uh, how important it is the, for support uh, Cork Sports to get up there to Tullamore? Oh, it's, look, it's, it's, it's huge. You know, we had a blow in parking ring there against Kerry with a great crowd out and, you know, it lifts players and there's times in games when you need that support and it's also maybe when you're ahead, it can maybe also give you the momentum to, to drive it home as well, you know. So, look, we'd encourage and uh, hopefully expect a good cock crowd up there on Sundays. It's a two, two, two good, attractive footballing teams up there who'll, who'll really leave it all out on the pitch and well worth following. And look, if you've, if you've nothing else to do or if you can put time aside, certainly make the, take, take the journey up and hopefully we won't disappoint you. Yeah, we'll look at Michal O'Cronin, uh, selector with the Cork under 20s. Michal, thanks very much for joining us on the Big Red Bench. No, 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 Come on, lad. Yeah, and we'll have reaction from the Cork Miners uh, game tomorrow, or the Cork under 20s game tomorrow, and the Cork Miners tomorrow. The 20s are taking on Tyrone, as uh, Michal O'Cronin was just outlining there, and uh, the Miners taking on Monaghan. So we'll have reaction from both games coming up on the Big Red Bench on tomorrow's show from 6. Um, Kilkenny are still. Um, going very very strongly against the All-Ireland Champions Limerick here in Croke Park 21 minutes gone it's Kilkenny who lead by 7 points Kilkenny 1-9 Limerick 5 points is how things stand at the moment and in the Rosetown Park Division 1 Football League final uh, Kilimartra and St Finbars going head to head and it's uh, St Finbars who lead 7 points to 2 with 22 minutes on the clock there now as I mentioned the Corp Miners also in All-Ireland Championship action tomorrow the Rebels facing the Ulster Champions Monaghan in Tullamore before the under-20s is at 4 o'clock the change in form this year to the competition has allowed the Miners to progress despite losing to Kerry in the Munster final Kieran caught up with manager Bobby O'Dwyer okay. uh, Bobby a uh, big big match this weekend tomorrow in fact uh, Cork taking on Monaghan um, in the All-Ireland quarter-final it's going to be a tough game 
Yeah, looking forward to it now, Kieran. It's uh, It certainly is going to be a tough game uh, where we'll be up against the Ulster champions. And um, Monaghan, this is their second year winning Ulster. They, they ran Kerry to a point in extra time last year, and I think they had four of that team on. So uh, they're a good side. They're a good side. But our lads, our lads have five weeks now without a game, and Ulster, the Ulster final was on two weeks ago. So yeah, we'll be up against it. We'll be up against it. Yeah, like you, you've had a, a big break there, Bobby. How have you managed that? I know lads have probably gone back to their clubs to some extent, but uh, how have you managed it? Yeah, it's a combination of uh, the club games. Um, we've had internal games. We've had challenge games. So it's it's a, keeping them fresh and just trying to keep them focused. But uh, it's you know it's one of the challenges. It's one of the challenges. But they're a super group of young lads and. Uh, you know, it's it's an All Ireland quarter final is a great opportunity. The All Ireland series is, I think, what all intercounty footballers uh, strive for, and uh, yeah, we're 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 focused now, looking forward to the game. Yeah, after the the Munster final, we spoke. You, you were still very positive after that. Uh, there was things to improve on, I guess. After that Munster final, have you been able to work on those things? Yeah, there were, that, that's one of the benefits, I guess, of the of the few weeks off is that we've yeah. been able to walk in areas that we needed a, a, a bit of a, a bit of attention to, uh, get a few guys back from injuries, and uh, yeah. So look, it's it's given us the opportunity. There's benefits and downsides to everything. So we just we're walking the positives. We're walking the positives. Yeah, and you also have uh, named Michael O'Neill to start a full forward from Budavant. He came on as a sub in that Munster final. He played a, a very big part, role when he came on as well. I presume that's why he's been included. Yeah, Michael. Michael is a good guy. Unfortunately, he's uh, he has been out with injury for quite some time. But uh, look, Michael. Michael is in good nick, and we're looking forward to we're looking forward to, to Michael contributing to the team now tomorrow. Um, it's not just you playing Tullamore tomorrow. There's a, a triple header up there, but there's two Cork teams. You'd be hoping that there'd be some uh, bit of Cork support going up anyway. Yeah, we're, we're we're delighted to be uh, to have two Cork teams there tomorrow because uh, uh, our under twenties were superb. Uh, the Cork under twenties were superb last week uh, against Kerry. Uh, Keith and the management team and the players have done a fantastic job of of of, of well, first of all, winning Munster and now uh, going to play Tyrone tomorrow. So we're delighted to to, to be involved with them. Both teams trained together uh, out CIT, well, in the same location in CIT. Mm. So we're we're looking forward to have the additional support from the twenties, and we'll be giving that additional support to the under twenties as well. So look, it's a win-win. The more cost people that are involved, the better, obviously. And look, before I leave you go, Bobby, um, there's lots of positivity around Cork football at the moment with the the senior footballers doing well. Ultimately, they won't go any further in the, the, from the Super Eights, but they've been playing very well. The under twenties getting where they are, and the the Cork Miners as well. There's lots of positivity. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's amazing. The the a few wins, a few wins, and a few good performances lifts the spirits. Uh, I, I suppose in the context of ourselves, just talking about minors, the the change to the minor system has added uh, to the that means that footballers are playing that little bit longer. We had the opportunity of training at the same time down in Parkview Creek with the seniors, the Cork minors looking up at the Cork seniors. It it, it, it brings everything along. Good performances from the county, it raises the spirits. So look, everything is positive and uh, we're working hard. The same amount of work goes on. You need your little bit of breaks as well. But the longer you can play football in any summer, the more you can develop the young fellas. And, and certainly at, at minor level, it's all about developing those boys. Yeah, look, uh, Bobby, you mentioned there as well the change in format this year. For the last few years, people have said Cork might have been the second best team in the country but couldn't get out of Munster because obviously beaten by Kerry and that was it for the year. Uh, obviously, this has been... a uh, uh, a huge positive with the change in format that Cork have progressed now. Yeah, it, it, it certainly is. Uh, like, I, I, with working with these young lads, you can see their difference in application, their learning. The longer that they can play football, the, well, the more the coaches can work with them, but mm. the more belief and confidence they can get as well. And, and, and they see that they're cap- capable of playing at the very top level with the best footballers that there are that there are around the place. And uh, again, there's a lot of confidence in football. So the longer these boys can play football, the more they can measure themselves and the more they can learn. And uh, as we say, it is all about developing these players for the future. 
The Big Red Ben, Sean Cork's Red FM, that is Bobby O'Dwyer there ahead of the Cork Miners clash with Monaghan tomorrow. Very best luck indeed uh, to the Cork Miners and the under-20s. We will have reaction on both games coming up on the Big Red Bench tomorrow from 6. Coming up on 29 minutes gone now in Croke Park and it is still Kilkenny with a decent lead. They're up by 6. It's one eleven to 8 points is how it stands there against the All-Ireland champions Limerick in the first half. Still to come on the show, we are going to reflect on the Cork under-20 hurlers during the week on a preview Cork City and Shamrock Rovers and more. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Roy here with you until 7pm this evening. The All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship semi-final. Kilkenny and Limerick are going head-to-head at the moment. And it's uh, Kilkenny who lead Limerick, though, have uh, reduced the deficit uh, with the last uh, four points in a row. So it's now Kilkenny 1-11, Limerick 9 points. Uh, Five-point lead there for the Cats uh, with 33 minutes gone on the clock. Elsewhere, it is scoreless between uh, Dundalk and St. Pat's, or St. Pat's and Dundalk, I should say, at half-time. Slugger Rovers and Pose is an 8 o'clock kick-off. And down in Park Urin, it's St. Finbar's with a healthy lead over Kilnamatra in the uh, Roachtown Park Hotel Division 1 Football League final. That should be about half-time now, Kieran. Yeah, halftime whistle just gone here, Roar, and uh, just before the halftime whistle, Kilimanjaro getting a goal there from Daniel O'Donin. Um It looked like he was fouled going in, but referee played advantage and he slotted it into the net. But uh, halftime here, all right, and it's uh, the Bears nine points, Kilimanjaro one goal and two. Stephen Sherlock putting his hand up here, I think, for a uh, for uh, a place on the Cork team against Roscommon next week, having a fantastic game so far, scoring uh, most of what the Bears have got. Yeah, most of your tweets just say Sherlock again. <laughs> Sherlock again I'm not sure what else to say because <laughs> he's putting them all over um, the, like everybody's passing to Sherlock if, if Ronald McCarthy's here I think he'll definitely uh, be playing here next week against uh, Ross Common but yeah he's he's to the fore for uh, the Bears Ian Maguire was a, a started as a sub number. he's wearing number 30 he came on as a blood sub uh, after a few minutes but um, he's on the pitch now at the moment as well so obviously him being rested because there's, there's uh, rumour that there was some Cork players injured yesterday in the Division 2 final uh, between um, Mallow and Castlehaven the Hurleys and James Lockery allegedly getting uh, injured in that so um, yeah, Ian McGuire probably being rested some bit because uh, he could still go back off as a, a blood sub but Stephen Sherlock definitely put his hand up for, for a place next week Yeah penalty for Limerick here that reduced the deficit to uh, two points uh, just uh, into time added on here now at Croke Park but uh, tonight 7.45 is the throwing time for uh, the Corks Red FM Division 1 Hurling League final and uh, this is a uh, two giants of the Cork game going head to head here on in the final tonight uh, it surely is Limerick just got a goal sorry we're watching it here as well Roar. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah two two uh, obviously the two best teams in the uh, league so far this year and Sars Kingpins in the, the league for years now they're the current holders as well and uh, you know a club that really really takes the the, the league very seriously as well so um, they're going up against Blackrock uh, who maybe I don't know what you say saunter through the, the semi-final but they just got over it anyway the last day there was two periods of extra time there was two ten minutes and then two five minutes and that's uh, how they ended up here uh, today against uh, SARS where SARS had a huge win in their semi-final um, hopefully it'll be a good cracker but a great build up for both of them for the uh, championship which gets underway in a few weeks time but uh, we're hoping it's perfect weather here actually in Parker Inn for uh, some, some good hard lines so yeah SARS and BlackRock here in the, the Red FM Division 1 Hurling League final we've a lovely trophy beside us which has been resembled to the Claret Jug the, uh, <laughs> man, of, the man of the match trophy as well yeah. so, um, you took a photograph of yeah. me holding the trophy so put that on social media there so people can see it we, oh we have that yeah. uh, County Piero has got his picture with it as well um, a <laughs> few people looking for pictures of it. but yeah we'll have that up in a few minutes lovely trophy in fairness for the, the man of the match the, the Hurling final uh, later on at 7.45 but um, yeah it's, hopefully it will be a good game and obviously the two best teams in the league so far this year but the league has been a huge success they, they obviously have changed it up a small bit as well um, a win would have got you five points and a draw would get I think it was two points and turning up to just play the match would be a point so it's worked really really well I don't think there's been any walkovers this year probably maybe one game conceded I think in the whole league which is a huge change to previous years and the biggest change is that we're not down 
at a venue wherever it may be in December or January wearing 10 different layers <laughs> at the final we're here and you know it's some bit sunny anyway yeah, they uh, deserve uh, tremendous credit for that indeed. It was Aaron Galan with the uh, penalty for Limerick uh, at half time. It's uh, Kilkenny Halit 112 219. Uh, Kilkenny just getting a point just before half time, their first point from play in 24 minutes. Just while I have you, Kiram, we're going to hear from the Cork under 20 hurlers in just a couple of seconds. Um, you were up there in Thurless uh, during the week for that game. Just how devastating was that defeat for Cork? It was absolutely sickening to lose the way we did, but it would have probably been the same for Tipperary because Cork had got a goal in injury time as well to uh, go ahead. There's lots of talk I see on social media of um, maybe a a score. Uh, Tipperary getting a point that wasn't a point. Now, uh, normally Hawkeye is always in use in Semple Stadium whenever there's a match there. It appears it wasn't in use on that night for whatever reason. Mm. Um, Because people had tweeted us that night and I was saying, you know, because the way Hawkeye works, if there's a wrong decision made or, or questionable or whatever, Hawkeye will automatically tell the referee in his earpiece he needs to look at Hawkeye. So when it, that didn't happen, we assumed, oh, look, it's 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 a perfect point. But um, yeah, but th- there doesn't seem to be any issue from the Cork side anyway. Uh, after that, you know, um, just disappointing to have lost it in, in such a way. But that may just g them up a bit. Uh, against Kilkenny to drive on for an All-Ireland final and possibly maybe do what Tipperary did to Cork last year um, and that Tipperary beat or Cork beat Tip mm. in the Munster final and then Tip won the All-Ireland and I think Cork there's a very good possibility it could happen this year where, where Cork won because they're a very very strong team and it was an absolute cracker there's a lot of people saying it's one of the best games in years they've seen and it certainly was it was just an absolute soccer punch to lose the way we did but hopefully that'll uh, you know get the lads together and drive them on for this uh, semi-final against Kilkenny Alright Kieran, thanks for that you can follow at Kieran on at Big Red Bench across the course of the evening for updates thanks Kieran. Cheers Art that's Kieran O'Regan down in Parker in there for that uh, league final double header at half time. It is uh, St. Finbar City, Kilnamartra, uh, nine points, two, one, two. And at half time in Croke Park, it's Kilkenny with a three point lead over the All Iron Champions. Limerick, one, twelve to one, nine is how it stands. But we are going to reflect more on that uh, Cork under 20 uh, hurling defeat. And uh, we're going to hear from uh, Dennis Ring, the manager. Got wrenching, you know, you're. <laughs> Both teams played very well. Both teams put themselves in a position to win the match, and unfortunately, from our point of view, we came up short. We were very disappointed. Uh, we put our heart and souls into it. We were, you know, there was a, it was a game. It, it went one way and the other. To see saw kind of uh, proportions at the very end. We were maybe very unlucky not to hang on. We got caught with a soccer punch at the end, but fair play to Tipperary. You know, Jake Morris was a very good goal. It wasn't was any fluke earning in it. Uh, you have to give him great credit for having the maturity to take on the ball the way he did and get the score the way he did. From our point of view, it's obviously gut-wrenching because those lads were very proud of them. They put in massive performance and, and you know, it, it's very disappointing to for them to lose on, on that scoreline. Yeah, but you have to be very proud of the performance they put in at the same time. Absolutely. I know those lads are absolutely fantastic. They went to the well and, and they fucking came back more, sorry. They came back more and more uh, from it and... Um, their attitude was absolutely first class we couldn't be prouder of the lads we're very disappointed for them uh, but look delighted that there's an opportunity to come back and maybe undo this you've got to try and pick them up now for that Kenny match coming up shortly yeah look a lot of these guys have three months to titles and you know they didn't get much credit for winning those uh, so maybe they should need to come back and win the All-Ireland and we're still in the All-Ireland semi-final now as we were two hours ago is this the type of last note that will really spur the lads on to drive out to the other end? Oh, look, you can take an awful lot of the positives out of the performance. A lot of pluses in terms of how lads played and prepared and their attitude in the game. Really, really good. And we learned an awful lot from it. Both teams will have learned a lot from it. The matchups were interesting. They got a lot of matchups right. We got a lot of matchups right. There was a pocket ball between two teams. And um, look, in fairness, uh, you know, we'll be gracious. Uh, you know, they won the match on the day. And, you, you know, you, you know, that's sport. And you have 
have to you, you have to shake the hand of the opponent at the end of the game and, and uh, fair play to Tipperary from our point of view we couldn't be prouder of the lads they gave us everything every ounce of energy they possibly had um, substitutes came on made an impact um, we were ready to go into extra time we a bit disappointed maybe didn't go into it um, but look it was a classic of a game and it was great to be involved in a classic of a game but you want to be on the right side it was a great advertisement for her yeah, yeah, the, the attitude, the appetite, the hunger, everything was all there to be honest with you in abundance from both sides, to be fair. And, and uh Yes, well, it's Dennis Ring there, Cork boss, uh, speaking to Kieran um, after uh, their defeat uh, to Tipperary during the week. Just going to hear briefly from uh, Cork's James Keating. Yeah, I suppose it was a serious battle out there. We knew coming up to Tireless we were never going to get it easy. Obviously, that soccer punch for goal is a killer, but the Lonnie Drive is on more now. We've killed Kenny in 10 days and we'll be set for that. Um, it was a very close game. It was end-to-end stuff the, the whole game. You made some vital dispositions yourself. Yes, uh, all the way up between these two teams, under 16, minor those two games. There's not many between these two teams. And hopefully we'll meet again later in the year. Yeah, you mentioned, look, it's the end of the road for Cork, but it'll drive you on in the future. Exactly, we'll just get our heads down now for the next 10 days. Kilkenny will be a massive game. We saw them in the Leinster final there, Sears out for two. But hopefully now, it's a good test against Kilkenny again. We'll hopefully be tipping the All-Ireland. Yeah, James will be home for the last year. We'll beat them in Munster and they beat Exactly, yeah. I suppose it's hard to beat two teams in one year, but hopefully we'll change it this year when All-Ireland badly needed in Cork. Yeah, fingers crossed they do that as uh, James Keane there speaking after their uh, heart uh, wrenching and heartbreaking defeat uh, to Tipperary in Semple Stadium earlier on in the week. Adam Dock have got a goal up on St. Pat's. It's uh, John Mountney with the goal there for the league leader. So they lead by a goal to none with uh, 51 minutes gone on the clock. Uh, speaking of League of Ireland football, Cork City are back in action uh, tomorrow. They take on Shamrock Rovers at uh, Turners Cross. 4pm is the kickoff time for that. I'm going to hear briefly from uh, Cork City boss John Cutter. It is a massive game as Rovers always is. It's a uh they're always an attraction here and uh, they're going well too to be fair and uh, it's good to have them at home and um, treat it back in the picture after the game last week in Luxembourg uh, How are the team looking injury-wise? Um, we're not too bad a um, couple of knocks to be fair from last week um, it's just a matter of managing these now for a few days luckily the Sunday helps us that way as well like Kevin O'Connor's his ankle injury that's been going on a while Um it takes a bit of time to so hopefully Shane Griffin might be over his shoulder injury as well but that's why the Sunday helps as well it just gives us that extra couple of days to make sure these bodies are okay yeah, I suppose with your opponent by no home partner is it to, to try and drive on in the league starting with this fixture yeah massive to be honest look we never rest on our laurels we want to push up as up the table as far as we can and we still have an FA Cup in two weeks as well so there's still a lot to play for and um, we'll be going out Sunday to get a positive result and try and win the game and that's what you need to do it's never a case of just writing it off we need to push on and get back up that table as quickly as possible and um, that's what hopefully Sunday will start to that Do you think it's more beneficial to the having the, the bit of a break whereas the Rovers will be going in after playing tonight against um, Yeah look obviously the last few years have told us now from 16 on is it's never easy coming out of Europe and um, we've had that where we've dropped a lot of points coming out of Europe over the last few years as well it's tough happened to St. Pat's last week up in Bowes I've no doubt the European hangover was a, a factor there um, to be fair Rovers didn't have it last week um, so look I've no doubt they have a game tonight which is a massive game for them and uh, we just need to be ready ourselves to play with high intensity and try and um, take the three points You mentioned the, the European hangover there's none of that anymore that's gone over the lads heads is it? Yeah and to be fair I thought like that game over I thought the boys were brilliant to be fair they were outstanding and um the support over there was brilliant as well. People probably getting planes, trains, whatever it was to, to get to the game and they were outstanding. I thought the boys were outstanding and you could take the positives out of that performance as gutting as it was not to get through. We take the positives out of it. Lads had a bit more time, a couple of days off to reflect on that and um, you need to bring that into Sunday now and play, with, play the way we did in that game and uh, take that into Sunday and into the rest of the season. And what would it mean to you personally, John, like to be the costly manager long term, like going into the future? What would it mean oh, to you? Look, obviously, look, even at the moment, it's, I'd be very proud to be doing what I'm doing at the moment for the last few months. It's, as I said before, it's something I would have, I'd have always come to Turner's Cross as a kid with my dad to watch games out here in Bishopstown. I can remember walking from Bannon College to watch the Slavia Prague game here. I'd walked out with a friend of mine, so I would look as a lot of the players would have been supporters as well. So, look, no doubt as a local, a local man that I am. and 
a Corkman that I am might be it'd be a proud moment for me but it's a proud moment for me doing what I'm doing now anyway as well so what comes down the line comes down the line I wouldn't I wouldn't be thinking about that now all I'd be focused on Sunday and doing the job properly for that Have you told the club that you would like to stay at the end of the season? Um, look the club have asked me to apply for it they've asked the I was told that the other day, so look, that's that'll be in the pipeline. But look, that's all for now, really. To be honest, that's that's dealt with there. I have a good relationship with the club and uh, good communication and honest, and we've had positive talks on that. And um, as I said, that's that's where that's at. No, I can't give you any more information on that because I don't know any more information on that. So um, all of our focus is on Sunday now for that. So knowing that we need to go and win games and. That starts Sunday, and that's the main thing for this club is to get back up the table and start winning games. Yeah, it's John Cotter there speaking ahead of tomorrow's game with Shamrock Rovers. Four o'clock start, of course. Uh, Graham Cummins uh, back at Turner's Cross, but in a Shamrock Rovers jersey tomorrow will be interesting to see what kind of reception he gets. Uh, sure, uh, quite a, a warm one. Um, I'm sure Graham will get tomorrow. But John Cotter talking there as well about the club opening up um, expressions of interest for the manager's job. Um, they said it's not an application process, but that. They are um, just put, uh, just taking um, expressions of interest from uh, prospective managers um, to replace uh, John Caulfield on a full-time basis. John Cotter mentioning there himself that the club have asked him to do that. And um, so it will be interesting to see um, what happens with that job. I would imagine John Cotter is the favourite to get the job on a full-time basis. Um, of course, uh, Frank Keller brought in as manager um, earlier on... Um, in the month uh, with John Cotter um, becoming the first team head coach but I imagine the plan is for John Cotter to take the job on a, a full time basis but it would be interesting to see um, who applies for it what uh, calibre candidate goes for it and um, yeah it could be a very very interesting time indeed uh, for Cork City Football Club alright second half about to get underway at Croke Park it is um, Kilkenny who lead Limerick 112 to 19, three point lead there for the Cats at the break. And uh, the same as well done in Porky Rin, uh, second half about to get underway in the Rushton Park Hotel uh, Division 1 Football League final. It is uh, St. Finbarris who lead uh, Killing the Martyr and 9 points to 1 2. Going to hear uh, briefly from uh, Conor McCormack uh, speaking about tomorrow's game of Shawnee Rovers. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, we're back into the league action now. Um, we're looking forward to Shawnee Rovers you know, uh, coming down, but. Uh, like every game this season is a big game for us and uh, like, uh, hopefully we can get uh, things right on the night and get a good result Yeah, I suppose it was disappointing last, last week but good performance is that kind of regroup the lads to try and drive on back in the league yeah well look uh, we knew we shot ourselves in the foot in the first game and uh, we knew we had the talent to go out there and win uh, unfortunately it just wasn't enough but um, we performed well and a kind of different night then that you know I think it's kind of went for us and we could have been through and we could have been playing Europa League tonight but look uh, it wasn't to be unfortunately and we big game now on Sunday so we get our heads down and we've been, um, been working really hard this week now uh, to prepare for Sunday What's the morale been like among the lads since Yeah well look like uh, obviously disappointed uh, to be knocked out yeah. of Europe you know and uh, disappointed how some games have went for us this season in the league but uh, there's a massive challenge now on Sunday Shamrock Rovers are flying uh, they're playing really well um, the last time we played them up in Tala I thought we done really well the first half we frustrated them uh, we are probably the better team and a bit of lack of concentration to start the second half and they call us and then a set piece um, unfortunately then we weren't you know, able to come back and get a result that night but uh, we know what we have to do uh, like all the lads all the staff have us ready um, like we were watching back in the previous games there all week and uh, we've been working there and like on the training pitch now so hopefully we can get things right Do you think maybe you could catch Rovers on the hop maybe with their, their eyes on Europe at the, the moment? Yeah well look like it is tough to play three games in a week um, like uh, we know that from previous experiences and coming back from Europe and stuff and uh, look I'm sure um, like if we can get things right and get settled like early in the game and get the crowd behind us as well um, like I'm sure we can cause we can cause them a few problems that's Colin McCormick there speaking ahead of tomorrow's game against Shamrock Rovers. Four o'clock, the kickoff time at Turner's Cross. Uh, back to Sunday afternoons like it was back in the day um, for Cork City. So a four o'clock kickoff uh, tomorrow afternoon. Of course, we'll have all the best reaction coming up on the Big Red Bench uh, tomorrow from six and live updates across the course of the afternoon as well. All right, second half about to get underway in Croke Park with a half-time report. Here's uh, Maura Trasini-Kellig.
Kilkenny has stormed into this All-Ireland semi-final going five up in the first ten minutes but Limerick are storming in at the break thanks to a thumping Aaron Gillan penalty to cut the gap to two. Colin Fenley scored a Kilkenny goal in the opening quarter after outsmarting Sean Finn and then the Limerick keeper Nicky Quaid. Brian Cody's side has been relentless. Limerick are attacking on the scores though probably not at the pace John Kiley would like and they're giving away too many frees which gives TJ Reid scores seven from frees so far but they'll be pretty happy with what they've pulled out of the bag at halftime. Kilkenny, 112, Limerick, 19. Yeah, an interesting first half there, as uh, Maura Trasny Kellogg was saying there, that uh, started uh, very quickly to Kilkenny, and uh, Limerick just seemed to be a bit, uh, I suppose, um, shell-shocked by how uh, well um, Kilkenny had played, but getting back into it again, that Angolan penalty, um, massive, massive for Limerick, so they won't be too upset going in at the break. Just three points down, considering uh, how dare, how... Uh, far behind they were at one point in that game in the uh, Red FM or the Russian Park excuse me Division 1 Football League final um, it is uh, St. Finbar's leading Kilimartra 110 to 1-3 a 7 point lead there for the Bars uh, with uh, 34 minutes gone on the clock and in the uh, SSC or Tristy League Premier Division Dundalk the leaders are continuing uh, to lead uh, St. Pat's by a goal to nil uh, 64 minutes on the clock John Mountney with the goal uh, for the Lily Whites if that were to stand um, that result they would be 8 points clear of Shamrock Rovers both of them with 25 games to play of course the Shamrock Rovers coming to town tomorrow to take on Cork City in what should be a, a decent game hopefully uh, Cork City get back and start winning matches as uh, Conor McCormick was saying there it's uh, imperative on them to start getting back up the table Cork City if you look at the league table it's not exactly pleasant uh, viewing uh, Cork City in 8th uh, with 26 points 6 points clear of uh, Finn Harps but City do have 3 games in hand on Harps so relegation isn't going to be an issue but Cork City need to start getting points start getting back up the table uh, sooner rather than later alright that's pretty much our show for you uh, this evening on the Big Red Bench thanks indeed uh, for tuning our way Stevie's up next with the block party he'll be bringing you three hours of the best music right here on Corks FM we're back tomorrow from 6pm we'll be looking ahead to the uh, Monster 100 motorcycle races I spoke to their PRO Donald earlier on the week so we'll be previewing that reaction as well from the under 20s as they take on Tyrone the Cork Miners taking on Monaghan so we'll be discussing both of those games on the Big Red Bench tomorrow from 6 and of course we will be discussing uh, Cork City versus Shamrock Rovers uh, 4 o'clock kickoff get onto the cross uh, should be uh, a good game between the two old rivals just back underway at Croke Park as well it is um Kilkenny leading uh, Limerick by three points and uh, should be an absolutely cracking second half there. All right, follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench and on Instagram and on Facebook as well. We'll see you tomorrow evening, folks, at six. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. Looks like a really nice day out there, so enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening. And listen to Stevie G while you do so. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.